I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Your mother needs extraordinary. No agenda, no format, anything goes. We have, we got a few things to nerd out on today. Just a few things to nerd out on, but not a lot. And just a, Okay, I don't even know. Hey, we're going to try something fun today, something new. We're going to do a little thing that is, uh, you know, the answer to life, the universe and all things, the 42 thing. We're going to keep this episode to 42 minutes or less, no matter what. And so when that 42 minutes runs out, if we're not done, the music's rolling. No way. It's happening. It's gone. We are out. And I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore, but I... Look at him. Such a bumbling creature. So foolish. He's made of so much skin. I will make him part of us. Yes. I will wear his face. Let's rock it. I will wear his face, Captain Influence. Yes. That was pretty creepy. Yeah, that was creepy, wasn't it? Um, Who that was, was that? Was that, that was C-3PO. Was that creepy-o? Yeah, yeah creepy-o. C-3PO. Yeah, C-3PO. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who love Star Wars, we have now just ruined it for you. Welcome to The Real Brian Show. Thanks for joining us. Hey, yes. Hey, we're back. Woo! I am The Real Brian. I am a Captain Influence. Hey, Captain. Hi. Hey, how you doing? So your internet went out last week when we were trying to do a yeah. show and the internet went out and then some other stuff happened. I mean, no matter what we tried, it was funny. We actually tried a couple times to get an episode out. No matter what, it would not happen for us. So it was not in the cards. What happened to your internet? I mean, was there like yeah. rabbits chewing on the cables again or what? No, this time there was like a, a region wide outage. Uh, I, uh, in Iowa, we have Mediacom. They're the big, you know, where you have Comcast, we have Mediacom. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're really big in the Midwest. Um, Iowa, Illinois, Michigan, or, uh, Michigan, maybe Minnesota, Missouri. I'm not sure. It's in Zimbabwe. that whole area, that Eastern Midwest. Yeah. And, um, and they had an unprecedented outage last week for like a day. Unbelievable. Uh, well, like a, no, just an evening, just an evening. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and said they they said they that they didn't think it was the heat, but they'd never had that happen in such a at such a scale before. I guess hundreds of thousands of customers were out without internet for a while. So wow. yeah, it happened at night, yeah. and then it happened the next day when we were trying to record. Yeah, and then it did and it again, it, and that, we're like, forget yep. it, just forget it, you know. Yeah, but it's been stable ever since. Oh, and here's That's the good. other part of that story. That that part of the story wasn't very uh, interesting, to be honest, but it was just. The, I was, the I was interesting excited. part of the story was that my router kind of went on the fritz when oh. after that uh, outage. Yeah. And uh, it's like, how did the, how would the outage mess my router up? Uh, but before the outage, like before it went out for the evening, it would like go out and then come back on and go out and come back on and go out and come back on like four or five times in a, like really quickly. And mm. then it was out. And I wonder if that switching back and forth. Yeah. Maybe. Might have messed up the router. I don't know. But uh, after that, the router, once I got internet back, the router wouldn't work and I had to get a new router. So interesting. But well, I'm all I'm good glad, now. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad we're back. Yeah, me too. And, you know, we have internet. So this is good. First world problems. You know, uh, Sarah's know. internet went out last week too, kind of interestingly enough. And Ooh, how coincidental. I know. It was weird. We're just kind of said, I, I mean, I, I was kind of doing my thing, you know, and I'm like, where's Sarah? And, you know, she's downstairs. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, well, the internet upstairs isn't working. And I'm like, 
if the internet upstairs isn't working, then there's no way the internet <laughs> downstairs would be working. So I'm yeah, like, I was gonna say. what's going on? You know? And so she's like, well, I don't know. It just wouldn't work. It wouldn't play. So then I'm like, did you try unplugging and plugging in your <laughs> internet cable? I literally said that. And she's like, no. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't amused. Was she? She laughed. No, because she tried oh. everything except uh. the, well, so now what we discovered is that the, basically the head of the ethernet cable that goes into her dock is somehow coming loose. And you know, the little prong thing that pops you, you know, keeps it in there. It's breaking. And so it was falling out, but I just kind of thought, do you know how many times I have called Comcast tech support? And by the way, they are always from one of those countries over there. Always. I'm not making fun of them. And every time, you know, the first question, (laughs) did you try unplugging and unplugging in your, your ethernet? I'm like, dude, I've tried that. Look, I know, I know networking, and every time I've called in, it has always been on Comcast side. 100% of the time has never yeah. been my problem because I know that stuff. I had to laugh, though, that this was actually <laughs> user error. <laughs> Dude, oh whenever my I, gosh. You and I have talked about this before, but it's really weird that whenever, both when I had Comcast and uh, Mediacom, whenever I call into them, yeah, I mean, sometimes they're, from, they're in a call center in another country, whatever, but they've always been super helpful. Oh. I've never called in where they haven't been able to help me and I've been frustrated with them. It's all, they're always able yeah. to help me for whatever problem I have. And yep. this time the person I talked to was uh, definitely in the United States. Yeah. So my experience uh, has always been that the box that we had outside that, you know, housed the internet for multiple people mm-hmm. was older. And so, I mean, without going into too many stories, basically one time the guy came in and was replacing something. And in the process fried our connector didn't even have anything to do with our unit. It had something to do with, you know, someone else's and then it eventually shorted out and it was like an hour or two later. And that was the first scenario. And it was of course your modem. It was, you know, your problem. You didn't know. And this is what they're telling me now, nothing, uh, no offense against the people that are working in these call centers because they're literally reading scripts, you know, they're not tech support really. And so yeah, their resources are limited. Yeah. Yeah. By the time you actually got somebody to finally agree to come out two weeks later, of course, that's the other problem. Then they realized, <laughs> oh, uh, we did this. I'm like, that's what I was trying to tell you for like 15 <laughs> hours. I mean, literally you sit on, you sit on the phone for four hours with these people and oh, wow. they wouldn't believe me. Then the second time I, I noticed that Comcast came out for someone else and I was like, oh crap, my internet's going to go down. And it did. And I was like, no. oh geez. And they did it again. And again, it was like four hours on the phone. Nobody believed me. It's your modem. It's your fault, your router, everything else. It was their <laughs> fault again. And it, I mean, I'm not kidding. There's been six or seven times where that has always happened and it's been their fault. It's been something that they did. So now they finally have an Xfinity Comcast store locally. I don't even call anymore. I I drive over there because it's five minute drive and that's a lot less time than four hours, you know, on the phone with them. Right. So yeah. And and, and honestly now they're, they're great. They've got competition. So of course their customer service is fantastic (laughs) and uh, they, they fix, I mean, honestly, whenever there's a problem too, they're they're always like, Oh yeah, no, but we'll we'll take care of it. We know. Yeah. So it's good now. It's nice to have those those stores where you can put, get a face in front of you and yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, that's that's wonderful. That's why Apple stores are so nice if you have problems with your iPhone or whatever. Oh, I so, love, yeah, Apple stores yeah. are amazing. I know. We don't have one locally, but oh well. Dude, Captain, have you watched uh-huh. the Neckbeard video yet? No, I still haven't watched the Neckbeard video. 
I'm so sorry. I, I feel stupid because it's only a couple of minutes long, right? I mean, what what's my excuse? It's three minutes, dude. Three minutes I know. and six seconds. I know. You, you have just, no excuse. I mean, I'm yeah. negligent. That's all. That's all. It is. I'm a negligent co-host. And yeah, I you're apologize. a bad friend. I sincerely man. apologize. Yeah, no, yeah. it's okay. It's okay. Have Have you watched the neckbeard video yet? By the way, I know some people were asking. Well. You know, is it on the podcast? No, it's it's only on YouTube because it's a visual thing that you need to see. So, by the way, for those of you who are primarily listening to the podcast, that's awesome. Thank you. But you will yeah. miss stuff because there are some videos that are only on the YouTube channel because they really don't lend themselves to being on the podcast. And not to mention, if I start posting all this stuff on the podcast, it's going to cost additional money that I just can't do right now. So right. please, please, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you have not already, you're missing out on videos. Trust me. And that neckbeard video came out last week. And by the way, everybody that's watched it so far has been like, that was nasty. And that was awesome. (laughs) Everybody. Yeah. Um, So I I don't think anyone has hated it. I I mean, maybe they have, and I just haven't heard any negatives and no trolls yet or anything, but so far everybody's been like, wow, that was that. I didn't think you'd do it. Everybody said that. I didn't think you'd actually follow through with it. I don't think you did it long enough. In my personal opinion, I think you should have gone at least a month. Yeah. Part of that had to do with the fact that, you know, I was, in the middle of COVID, I was already uncomfortable and that was really starting to bother me. It was, <laughs> my hair is thick, man. I had no idea. I'd never grown it that long before in the neck. And it wow. was literally like every time I would turn, it was like things would be sinking their teeth into my neck and itching at the same time. <laughs> it, it was like, I can't do this anymore. Like this is crazy. But I at least went the longest I've ever gone in my life. And then I shaved and it was beautiful. It was, it, I mean, it's, those pictures are, um, they're magnificent. That's all I got to well, say. As- I hope your cousins are satisfied. Uh, with the I haven't challenge. heard from them yet. Well, <laughs> I take that back. Uh, Stephanie did actually watch the video and she was just like, wow, that was, she posted on her own Facebook. She oh, was nice. so proud of it. And, did it go and, viral yet? Uh, I don't know yet, but the video seemed yeah. to have gotten a lot of, you know, views. So yeah, uh, I mean, she was very proud of the neck beard and I said, you know, thank you. It's, it's wonderful. And, and when we come visit you, you know, sometime I'll, I'll definitely have it. And she said, um, we probably won't be able to be seen with you in public. And I was like, Hmm, Neckbeard, seen with you guys in public. That's a tough one. So we'll, I'll, I'll have to think about that one. But anyway, you know what? What I think is really cool, Brian, is that like a thousand years from now, yeah, some some of our descendants might stumble across that neckbeard video on, and be on, inspired, and 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 it'll go viral a thousand years from now. Yeah, why wouldn't you? It? Never know. I know because the neckbeard, man, it's so against the grain. It's so against what anyone does. Yeah. Nobody's gonna grow a neckbeard. But I did. You know what else? Speaking of cousins. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Nobody I know. Speaking of cousins, I I will uh, share this hilarious little. uh, So we were gaming and, uh, you know, Clara was apparently they had been out swimming and they just came in and started gaming. And so we're chatting and all that. And then she starts complaining about how, you know, she's still like kind of wet from being in the pool and stuff like that. And her wrinkled fingers won't touch the mouse. No, 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 no. Sitting on the chair before sitting on the chair and how, you know, you know, when you come in with like a wet swimsuit and you sit on a chair, that's cloth and then it just kind of gets soaks the chair. Of course. So she's getting uncomfortable. We're chatting. We're having this moment. And this is like a couple weeks ago. I don't know. And all of a sudden she's just like, gosh, this is disgusting. I'm mildewing everywhere. (laughs) I was like, that is one of the greatest phrases I've ever heard. I'm mildewing everywhere. I know. I'm like, this is wonderful. So I told her that I would throw her throw her under the bus on the on the show. So I just did. But um, yep, there you go. Okay, here's another cousin thing. This one's actually a little more serious. So let's talk serious really quick. All right, you ready for me? Okay, you, you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Stop no, smiling. No fun. No fun at all, Captain. Um, this is a post that Stephanie wrote actually that I was 
very impacted by because this is a big thing right now. So, Captain, I'm sure you're you're very familiar with the phrase and the the movement going around with the whole the future is female shirts and things like that. No. A lot of people are wearing shirts like that. If so. it's not at the grocery store, I haven't seen it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, the future is female is a very big thing right now, and a lot of people are jumping in on this. Well, Stephanie, this is coming from a female's perspective, which I was I love this. So she posted on her Facebook, walking through my local Walmart tonight, and this journal cover assaulted my eyes. And the journal says the future is female. She said, seriously, what the heck is wrong with our delusional feminist society? Our future quite literally relies on male and female. This is in caps, by the way. I apologize to our men who have to endure this ridiculous nonsense and abuse. And I read this post and I was like, thank you. Apology accepted, right? I'm like, no, but I mean, she's never, (laughs) but I'm like, thank you because she's right. It absolutely quite literally relies on male and female together. hundred percent. Of course. This is exactly what people need to be saying right now, because as a male, which I can't choose, by the way, I was born this way really don't appreciate it when the reverse bullying happens. You know, I have never treated women with disrespect or lesser ever. And so when I get treated with the, you know, Brian, because you're a male, you need to apologize. By the way, people have told me that you need to apologize for being a man. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? You have the most interesting interactions socially. I've never, I just have a lot of interactions to keep that. in mind. Yeah. And I've never, it, I just can't even fathom someone telling me that, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, and when people tell you that, of course you just immediately go to fight or flight mode. You're just like, really? Like you seriously just said that. And I get it. There are people. Well, let me rephrase that. There are women who have been beaten down by males in a very unfair and completely wrong way. It's happened. Right. And Uh, so that's where it is something where they need to stand up and say, dude, look, stop doing this to us. You know, we need to be treated equally. You know, we are valued equally, which I believe in. And so hundred percent. Right. But Mm -hmm. when you start throwing that blanket statement out of, you know, all men are evil and things like that. And the future is female. It's automatically saying men, we don't like you. We don't care about you. Bye. And it's the other slap in the slapping contest. That's the thing. And so it's, it goes back to what I say is it's reverse bullying. And that drives me crazy because it doesn't solve anything. It's literally the I've been hurt, so now I'm going to hurt you back. And I'm winning. Right. So suck it. Right. The whole woke movement is very overreactive to yeah. to uh opposite forces. And so instead of instead of, you know, uh, going coming to the center, it's just it's literally like that slapping contest. I, it, so much yeah. of human interaction re- revolves around that metaphor of the slapping contest, and you can you can point at it all day long in so many ways. But that's just what this is, and it's not the solution. So, the solution, no, of course is, not. <laughs> yes, do women need to be treated equally and valued equally? Yes, of course they do. And uh, and do we need to lift them question, up? Yeah. Yes, but the thing is, is you lift them up, so we're standing together. You don't yeah. say, oh, the women are going to jump up and push the men down so that they can get on top. I'm like, no, 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 that's, right. that, that's not. No, hold on. We come up together. We stand together. That's how it is. So I just wanted to be, I mean, when I saw that post, I was just like, first of all, I was speechless, which that takes a lot <laughs> to get me speechless. <laughs> second of all. I have yet to witness that state of your, <laughs> of your being, by the way. <laughs> but second of all, I was just like, wow, like coming from a woman, that was awesome. Thank you. Like that made me feel so good because I'm tired of the slapping contest. I'm tired of hurting someone else in order for someone else to rise up and get ahead and everything like that. 
And for anyone, by the way, which by the way, this is all of us, for any one of us who has been hurt by another, I am sorry. And we need to help each other up and we need to be treated and valued equally because that's the way it needs to be. We've all been hurt. We all have, no matter what. I don't care who you are or where you come from. We've all been there, some worse than others, but doesn't excuse. It doesn't give us the right or the excuse to hurt someone else back out of retaliation. That's just not okay. So to make you feel better, Brian, and, and reality check here, everyone, most people think the way you just I hope so. No, I, I know so. It's just statistically impossible that extremism is a is tech is really a minority of people, whether they're extreme yeah. on either side. They're a minority of people that are vocal and they're and they they're trying to push their own agenda. And most of us on this planet just want everyone to get along and everyone to be treated equally. And it that's so take heart in the knowledge yeah, that true. most people don't think that way. And it's true. it's just it's annoying when you hear it, but they're the loudest. Yeah, they are yeah, the loudest. Yeah, they are the right loudest. now. Well, and this kind of goes into something else that I've been really thinking about and, and we're talking about, which actually will lead into something else uh, in a few minutes. So I'm just going to give a little, you know, sneak peek on this one. But I've been really challenged by the and I've said this before on the show, by the way. So it's not like a new thing, but I've been challenged recently by current situations and events and circumstances. The more we know and expose ourselves to is not necessarily helping us right now. And I, I feel because things like this, it's like you didn't even know about this movement. Yeah, I didn't. And, <laughs> and it's like, you know, in, in some ways, ignorance is probably good. It's it, not just bliss, but in some ways good because it is a vocal, vocal minority. Now, if you were contributing to the problem of pushing women down, then it would be a very different story. But you're not. And right. I know you're not. Right. So in that particular situation, you didn't need to know about it, really. Because it doesn't no. necessarily benefit you, and in many yeah, ways, it not, could frustrate you or hurt you or something. Right? There's things like that out there. The people who it should shame wouldn't be ashamed by it. It's just going to aggravate them more. You know, that's the that's problem. That that's 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 the problem with the slapping contest, whether it's political or whether it's social issues or whatever, is that yeah. all you're doing is just further aggravating each other. That's all you're doing. Instead of yeah. instead of coming across and holding hands, you're just aggravating one another back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And that's, yeah, that's true. I, I wish we could get out of that cycle. I really do. Well, we need to because it's not doing anything. Um, I had a great conversation. Interviews coming up, by the way, in a couple of weeks, and I'm really excited for everybody to hear this. But he nerds out on psychology and stuff, and he's also participates in the crisis line. And he's talking about, you know, how wow. much people really are hurting and how lonely they are right now. And so we got to talking, and he said, you know, life's really way too short to be constantly beating each other up. You know, he's really, it's, it's getting ridiculous. And all we're doing is, is just slapping each other. Essentially. Like you said, mm-hmm. we got to stop doing it. We got to step back and start listening and understand what's going on. And, and, you know, have that peace between each other, or as he was putting it, that harmony between each other is really important because it is, you know, and, and again, this, and, and again, I was talking with him about this. I was just going back to what I was just saying too, about exposing ourselves to everything that's going on in the world right now is not necessarily helping us. And, and oh. let me qual, qualify the necessarily part. If you are somebody that has the power or the ability or the influence to make a change, then you need to know about it so that you can make a change in the world for the positive, right? Um, but if you're not, if this is something you have absolutely zero control over, why are you, why are you consuming it? Why are you filling your brain with this kind of stuff? Because it's probably messing you up and it's probably creating anxiety and, you know, depression and all kinds of other issues. And it's like, why? Well, because we're addicted to it. Stop, stop. Go back to what Miss Ice said years ago. Be picky and choosy. 
Fill your brain with stuff that benefits you, fills you up, gives you joy, peace, whatever. You fill you fill in the blank there. Otherwise, you're just wasting your life. I mean, that's and I'm sorry, that's a strong statement, but it's it's true and I'm tired of it. And, it is and true. I, I'm in that same boat too, where I'm like, yeah. I'm being challenged to just stop. I don't want to hear about yeah. that. I don't want to talk about that. Let's have fun. Yeah. Really. Like and it. if we can change the world and if we can make a difference, then okay, I'll get involved in that specific thing. Otherwise, life's short. Right. There you go. Have man. fun. Hey, speaking of life <laughs> being short, dude, these last three to four weeks just kind of like vroom, because of freaking COVID. <laughs> I hate being isolated. Um, but here's I'm laughing the, at you kind of, but oh, here's I'm the positive. Okay. No, you know, and the thing is, is, is really, it wasn't, you're right. It was a mild case. Thank God. Sarah yeah. ended up getting it very, of course, you know, of course. um, and, but here was the bad thing is quarantining for two weeks. It's like, I've literally missed out. You know, we were in, I was in Vegas for that trip, came home and it was quarantining for two weeks. And it's like, I literally missed out on three weeks of my summer already. And I was just like, ah, I almost, yeah. I had a, I got to get out of here a moment. You know, an office space where he's like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> got to go to tchotchkes. <laughs> so some, some, uh, what do they call it? Uh, shrimp. What, what is it? Shrimp. Fajita, no. Uh, oh my gosh. Shrimp poppers, <laughs> extreme fajitas and pizza shooters. 31 pieces of flair and a terrific smile. I had a little bit of a breakdown and was like, I got to get out of here. And so finally we did. We got on our bikes and we, oh man, just getting on a bike ride. I was fine. It was like, I hate oh. cabin fever. So dude, yeah, dude. I got to tell you, I got you I on bike rides briefly. too. Yeah. I've been going on bike. you know, I've been, I've been going on my bike rides uh, every weekend uh, and, and you know, it's, it, my rides are only 30 minutes long, but they're very vigorous. Like yeah. I, I come home and I am drenched in sweat and I'm tired and I'm still, I'm still breathing hard even after I've gotten home. I, I'm starting to see difference physically. Nice. Uh, I really am. I can, I look at myself in the mirror and I go, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, kind of thing. So you, you have good. to see when you, when you're trying to lose weight, you have to see that, yeah. that result or, or yes. it's, or you just want or you'll just peter out. Well, I'm seeing results between Pilates, biking, uh, counting calories, those three things. Nice. Uh, it's working. And of course it's where people, nutritionists out there are like, duh, but it's the first time in my life that I can remember seeing a, a tangible result from that work. So just wanted to say that. And you are correct that seeing that tangible result is what motivates because I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many times I'll, I'll hear from people or you'll read a review about a product. Well, I tried it for three weeks and it, I didn't notice any difference. I'm like, right. duh, <laughs> you probably didn't do enough. You're not going to pro- notice a difference. A product alone isn't going to do anything for you. You no. got to combine it with other stuff. So, Unless yeah. you're like really unhealthy. If you're like really unhealthy and you do a big change, you're going to see gonna a difference see quickly. But really quickly, yeah. Yeah, if you're somebody that's kind of an average health or maybe you're already re, you know, realistic. Here's the other thing that uh, I really hate the short-sighted opinion that everybody has about this too. Like, hmm. it's going to help you in the long run. And, and you're not going to see the results right now. You'll see them in 10, 20, 30 years from now because you won't be in the hospital, you know, with pharmaceuticals well, pumped into your system, you know, because you'll be keeping yourself healthy instead. That's, yeah, and to, I mean, and to make... To make people feel even better about that, you're not going to need to wait 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah. You're not wrong what you just said because, yeah, your health your health way down the road is going to be affected by what you do now. But you will see results certainly within a year if you stick oh, with yeah. it. Absolutely. It's just sticking with it. And that's the problem yeah. I've always had all my life for, for 40 years. I've just sticking with it, you know. Yeah. And I finally found something, a way I can stick with it. And it's working really well. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've been in that same boat too where it's like, Pilates all these years and then coming back after COVID and getting into Pilates and, and, you know, having our, our friend Inga who has been pushing me very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I finally started to see results and feel the results. Like all of a sudden I'm not having back pain and issues anymore. And I'm able to like use my core like a normal person after that Dude. back issue and, you know, failed surgery kind of junk. Right. And it's like, that's a big notice, but it took a while. And then biking well, and eating healthier and getting like a 14, 15 hour fast between dinner and, and breakfast. Right. Guess what? I'm losing weight. I'm seeing results. It's like, oh, and I'm so motivated. I don't want to eat sugar anymore. <laughs> Except for the donut that I just got for free. But other than that, I don't want okay. to eat sugar hey. anymore. <laughs> hey, I I just want to say, Brian, I thank you for for directing me towards Pilates because that yeah. has been a lot of fun. Uh, and I didn't realize my wife would want to do it with me. Yeah. Uh, but both of us are having a lot of fun doing that twice a week. That's and it's awesome. it's so thank you again for your influence in that regard. That was well, that welcome. was a good lifestyle change for me. So you're welcome. And I'm excited for you too. Like it's, it, mm-hmm. and you know, what's interesting is I was never trying to push you to get into Pilates. It was just more, I know like, you weren't, no, I know but you were definitely influencing like, me. <laughs> it was, it's interesting. Well, yeah, I know. And, and it, it's it, my mom uh, got into Pilates and I was never again trying to push her into it, but she's had knee issues her whole life. I mean, even when I was a kid driving a stick shift, you know, with a knee brace on and finally had to give up the stick shift because she couldn't do it. Wow. And all of a sudden I'm like, you know, Pilates might help you because there are exercises that I do that I, I can feel the muscles around my knee strengthening mm. and I don't have knee pain anymore. And of course I, I inherited that. So she finally went and you know, she was getting PT and all kinds of other treatments, you know, for the knee and everything. She goes to one Pilates session and goes, I don't have any knee pain. Granted After one session, <laughs> one session. Now granted then, you know, they, they went, they went away for, you know, a couple months and had to, you know, they couldn't go to Pilates or whatever. And she came back and she's like, my knees are feeling so much better doing Pilates again. And she's only well, done a couple of times again. And it's just like, it's, it's honestly, I look at it as that it's a controlled, um, I think relatively safe, as long as you go to the right kind of studio, by the way, if you do it right and you're in a controlled and a safe environment, it's a really good way to get yourself healthy. Like the 88 year old that I was doing Pilates with before COVID, I thought she was like 60. She's like, mm-hmm. Oh no, I'm 88. I'm like, that's Jeez, awesome. you're better fit than I am. Holy cow. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's neat. Anyway, I, I'm just, that's I'm glad thing. you're seeing a result, dude. And that's, that's yeah, cool. Totally. I'm glad you're having fun too. Cause it, it is, yeah. it's weird that it's fun. I don't know why I hate the weight room, but Pilates is fun. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a good experience every time we go. So yeah. Yeah. That's neat. Here's another fun experience. Playing the piano again, dude. Oh yeah. So exciting. Okay. First of all, uh, I'm enjoying it again for the first time in, nine years. I'm enjoying it. And this is weird. And I also want to do a huge shout out to seven blue seven. Thank you. You know, last time we were on the show, I was mentioning that seven blue seven said, Hey, let do a, buy me a coffee thing so that, you know, it's not necessarily a monthly commitment like Patreon or something, but let me buy you a quote coffee and let's put it towards your, you know, 88 key keyboard that you're wanting to do the thousand dollar one and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And I loved his idea. And I, so I did it, I put it up and guess what? He unleashed his superhero. He put his money where his mouth was. He was the first one in there to do it. <laughs> seven blue seven. You are the man. Thank you. I mean, really that, that impacted me so much. That made a lot. I mean, that really meant a lot to me. So thank awesome, you for yeah. doing that. The buy me a coffee thing is still there. It's in the description below on the YouTube channel and it's in the, the show notes for the podcast. Please consider it. it. It is all legit all through, you know, an actual legit company and system and everything like that. But right. I mean, I really want to buy this. So the keyboard thing, I told you that I bought the little 25 key because it's, you know, it it was cheap to get started. Ah, Dude, as a real, as a real pianist, uh, I'm putting that out there because real pianists that have been trained to play the piano classically, et cetera, 
This is crazy, dude. It's annoying. Um, these little 20, they're like little like doll pianos, you know, little tiny miniature ones, you know? Right. And I mean, most of the time, I think a lot of these people that use these probably aren't actual pianists. They just use right. them to be able to do things. Or if they are. It's a tool for making music. Uh, it is. Regardless of your training. Yes. Yeah. And there, there is a, there's a purpose to it. There is a benefit to it. And so like, if I'm literally doing like, deet, 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 you know, finger doing some really <laughs> dumb things that you don't Chopsticks. normally do. Yeah. You can play. Uh, okay. So here, here's an example. Um, the, the gratitude song that I mentioned by above and beyond or uh, the weekend blinding lights by the weekend and all that. You could do all of that on this little tiny keyboard and then you layer it. So you play a part and then it loops and then you put the next part right. in and then it loops and you're layering it. But it doesn't require you to use any more than basically, you know, a couple of octaves with one hand. I hate playing like that. I'm not a layer it. I'm like, let me do it all at the same time with both of my hands with the full 88 <laughs> key keyboard because that's that's what I do, you know? So I'm trying to play Josephine by Ritual, which I love that song, by the way. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sitting here playing it on this little tiny thing and I'm like, this is this is just, it, it's it's upsetting me. So I'm like, I go to the, the full piano and I'm like, let me play it. And then I start improvising and I'm like, ooh, it'd be better if it did this and did this. And then I started like going all over the piano. So this little 25 thing, I don't know, man. Um, it's it's frustrating. I think there there's a use for it maybe, but I almost feel like I should return it because I'm still within the window of returning it okay. and just go all in with that 88 key piano and just say I can do everything on that and it's full right. size keys and it's 88 full, you know, the full size piano too. So really, please consider the buy me a copy. I'm sorry. Please help us. We we put this show out for free. We don't get paid to do this. It would be really honestly helpful if you guys could just throw throw five dollars, you know, towards this fund. I'm serious. Yeah, just this. a few I bucks to yeah. do this. Yeah. Right. So anyway, thank you, Seven Blue Seven, for initiating this thing. And uh, thankfully, nothing was on the fritz for me, but I know your internet was. But you know what I would like to know is what the heck? Where did on the fritz even come from, dude? Oh well. Luckily for you, that's uh, this week's origin. So, um, really, uh, I got yeah on the Fritz. I so I got this from uh, worldwidewords.org, by the way. So most dictionaries just say very cautiously and flatly, "quote origin unknown" when it comes to this uh, this uh, idiom. The phrase is now a common American expression, meaning that some mechanism is malfunctioning or broken. For example, the washing machine is on the Fritz again. Uh, the British and Australian equivalent, by the way, would be on the blink. That's interesting. Uh, like that. However, yeah, when it first appeared about 1902, so before World War I, it meant that something was in a bad way or bad condition. Early recorded examples refer to the poor state of some domestic affairs, the lack of success of a stage show and an injured leg, not a machine or device in sight. Hmm. Some people, especially uh, the late John Chiardi, the American poet and writer on words, have suggested that it might, writer on words, interesting, suggested that it might be an imitation of the noise that a faulty connection in an electrical machine might make, uh, or the sound of a fuse blowing. Uh, This theory, however, falls short because none of the early examples is connected with electrical devices, and the phrase predates widespread use of electricity anyway. weird. So others feel it must be connected with Fritz, the nickname for a German soldier. It's a seductive idea, uh, a German soldier in the early 20th century, that is. Mm. Uh, it's a seductive idea. There's one problem, though. That nickname didn't really start to appear until World War I, about 1914, long after the saying had been coined. 
Uh, William and Mary Morris in the Morris Dictionary of Word and Phrase Origins suggests that it may nevertheless have come from someone called Fritz in the comic strip called The Katzenjammer Kids. Sounds German. The Katzenjammer yeah. Kids. In this, two, in this, two youngsters called Hans and Fritz got up to some awful capers, fou- uh, fouling things up and definitely putting the uh, plans of other members of the strip community on the Fritz. This, the strip appeared, the comic strip, appeared in newspapers from 1897 onwards, so the dates fit rather nicely. But there's no evidence that confirms it so far as I know. Uh, there's also the key question, why don't we talk about being on the Hans? Seriously. So yeah. the truth is that nobody really knows, uh, nor now is ever likely to uh, know where this phrase came from. Hmm. Yeah. I think the, the comic strip one seems to be the most plausible one. I mean, the other it ones does. don't really make much sense, but it does. But I, I, but like some other, uh, origins we've done in the past, I wonder if it, it, you know, became more in common usage after world war one yeah. and then world war two. Yeah. When the Germans were the, were the enemy at that time. And, uh, it, it became maybe a derogatory thing that more people used because, and I, I bet most people, if you ask them, most people who are somewhat historically, um, inclined would probably guess the German soldier theory yeah. as the origin, but it turns out that's probably not true. So interesting. I yeah. Love it. All right. Well, cool. Well, thank you. Appreciate this. Yeah. Well, let's briefly talk about the movie threads because first of all, I want a little history, how this came about, but this actually ties into what I was saying about, you know, being picky and choosy and filling your brain with only what's necessary because there's a, there's a reason behind this, but tell us the yeah. origin of this really quick and why this even came about. So, well, let me see if I can, because back in the early 80s, there were two, there, there was a movie, uh, a movie that came out on American television called The Day After, and it was a very big event. Uh, it was a really big deal. I remember it when I was a kid. Everyone was watching. It was like, you have to watch this. It airs tonight. Might have even been a miniseries. I remember it was a miniseries or one one off. But anyway, it had Steve Gutenberg and, and several other com- famous people at the time. Yeah. And it was about the onset of World War III, a nuclear war, a nuclear exchange between the Soviet Union and the United States and the end of the world, essentially. And it was a, I, I thought it was a pretty good movie. Uh, it was pretty depressing, but the depressing part wasn't terribly long. And, you know, I mean, really the, the bad stuff after the bombs fell only lasted maybe a third of the film. Uh, but the first two thirds were built up to it and character development stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, turns out the British made, somebody in, in Britain made a, a movie either right before or right, right after, I think it was, yeah, it was right after yeah. uh, the day after came out. So the year yeah. afterwards, a, yeah. a Brit made the movie Threads and it's the same concept. It's the build up to a nuclear exchange and then the aftermath, but it was like half the movie is the build up, and it's very agonizing. And then the other half of the movie is this horrible, horrible existence after the bombs have fallen yeah. and what yeah. it would be like to be alive in that experience game night came around and I don't even really know the whole story behind that. But then it was, this was one of those like, Hey, you should, uh, you guys should check this one out. And then you were kind of explaining, but I wasn't really entirely paying attention, but then you logged off and all of the other guys after we were done playing overwatch, uh, they're like, well, I'm going to go watch threads. Okay. You know, it's free on Tubi or whatever it was, or I don't even know what the heck that is. It was free to stream. Yeah. Yeah. So then everyone's like, well, I'll watch it with you. I'm like, we're going to stay up and watch it right now. Okay. And so everybody, there was, there was four of us actually. Um, we, we all decided to watch it at the same time 
which then kind of turned into a little bit of a mystery science theater 3000 kind of, you know, commentary, <laughs> which was kind of funny. So we ended up watching yeah. it and then we got done and, you know, we had some comments, but what were your comments first on the movie? I, okay. So I'm in hindsight, I'm really glad I didn't see it with you guys because, uh, I, I was, I absorbed myself into it immediately and I thought it was a profoundly good film. It was definitely a product of its time. I mean, it had, it, it had a low budget it was an early '80s film, and it and the, some of the special effects were laughable, but the contents and the and the drive of the film I thought was profound. It really drove home how horrible that event would be in human history, and yeah. and what the average person would experience afterwards. You know, radiation sickness, throwing up all the time, uh, your your you know skin falling off, your hair falling off. You just, yeah. I mean, everyone dead uh, except for a handful of people. You know, and, and just. Yeah, it was just on very, rats and stuff. It, yeah, it was just a really, really, I was about the heaviest movie I've ever watched. Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, I haven't spent, I just, one, one last thing I'll say is I haven't spent a movie with my jaw open the whole time mm. since probably Schindler's List. Mm. That's how much it affected me. So, yeah. And okay. So to be fair, Schindler's List really affected me. That was one of those that I'm glad I saw it. I will probably never watch it again. But that really happened. So well, that's true. That did happen, and there was yeah. there, there was an. I think that's an example of where I think there's a need for people to see that to know about this. This happened. This is our history. Don't let right, it happen right. again. Like that right. is actually, in my opinion, a must watch. That that should be like a a requirement. So okay, my my. Th- <laughs> so first of all, uh, of the four of us, one of the guys thought it was okay. And the rest yeah. of us hated it. Absolutely hated it. Like I, and it's kind of funny. And, and by the way, I, I I'm saying this just, uh, I'm not, I'm, it's just, it's how we, we all take this. Right, but, um, right. for me, you're right. It was an early eighties film, but I, I kind of took it as like, so in high school I, I did master drive, which was, you know, driver's ed. And they had at the time they had these videos. I don't know why they, they had these so, you know, far into the future from the literally the 1960s and there were the yeah. educational videos that you had to watch. And right. of course they were poorly done, very poorly produced. And that's exactly what this movie felt like. It didn't feel like an early 80 eighties movie. It felt like a 1960s, like educational, whatever that you would watch. In there was an aspect to that movie about that. Yeah. There was an aspect to the film of that matches. Well, that, yeah. yes. And there it was during that time too, I think, which was also part of the reason, but it looked like it. And, uh, okay. One thing I'll mention is that 52 minutes and 26, 27 seconds when, you know, the bomb goes off and everybody's burning, there is an ET from the movie (laughs) ET, the extraterrestrial that is like, and it's burning. It's like from the side. And I was like, wait, was that ET? And I went back and I was like, it's totally (laughs) ET. They got an ET doll and burned it. I was like, why would they do that? It was, it was funny. I think they were trying to simulate like a person's deformed burning face, but I was like, it's clearly an ET. That was funny. That's funny. So that was hilarious. Uh, and that, that's kind of like when I saw that it kind of took away the seriousness for me because it was like, Oh geez. So the, yeah, the low budget, I missed that. So <laughs> I know. And the low, the low budget aspect made it comical, I think for most of us. And I think that's why, but <clears throat> the other thing, and so for us, it was, it was boring. It was bad. I, I would put that in my top three worst movies ever seen, you know, but to go to your point, which uh, captain, I think is a very valid point. You are correct that they did show a very real, this is what it would be like if World War Three happened and this is how it would be and this is how people would react. And I thought 
that was done well. And in fact, we were talking about that post movie, like, okay, they did their research. They did this well. It was well done and stuff like that. And therefore it was very, very, very depressing, very hard to watch. And so then that kind of goes back to what I was saying in the beginning of like, did I need to see this? You know, does this help me (laughs) or my life? Does it better my life in any way, shape or form? And the answer was absolutely not. It's a hundred percent. No. Now, what I do believe is that anyone, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying too, anyone who has decision-making power, influence of any kind, whatever you want to call it, that directly influences or decides whether or not any of these countries in our world today goes to World War Three or not, if you are in right. a position to influence or make a decision, you should watch this movie. You should watch the day after because it will show you this is what's going to happen if you choose to make this decision to, go, to do it or not. For the right. rest of us, unless you're kind of into that kind of genre or that kind of thing, I felt for the rest of us, it it did not improve my life. If anything, it made my life worse. Um, and I hope that something like that never happens because yeah, that would course. suck. Uh, and I think you and I were even saying, I think we'd rather be one of the ones that died in the bomb blast than yes. be one of the survivors because it was right. so, so depressing and so just heinous. Hey, whatever side you lean on, there you go. You've got two opposite reviews. And so, uh, you know, let that guide you. I mean, I love ending on a positive note. So as I let's just, we're just going to say this again, get out there, value and respect each other regardless, you know, um, make a difference, nerd out and have fun. I mean, life is short, have fun in life. I mean, really, and please unleash your superhero because not enough people in the world are doing that right now. So there are many ways to do that. And, um, yeah, so there you go. But in the meantime, something else that's incredibly inspiring, which I find to be probably the most important thing of our episode. Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. Instead of on the fritz, I say on the spritz because spritz reminds me of 80s hairstyles and those were definitely broken. Yes, they were. You know what the music means. In the description below on the YouTube channel are all kinds of things. You should go there and you should look. You should subscribe to the YouTube channel if you've not already done that. Like the video. Add a, hey, If you don't comment, you're a bad person. You get to subscribe. Oh, yes. And you get to comment. And you get to have a most glorious week. Real Brian Show, signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.